Hey, welcome to this Thursday episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and if you can't tell already uh, by the excitement in my voice, it is, it's there. Just l- let me tell you I am in a good mood today. I'm in a good mood today because I started off, I started off this Thursday on the receiving end of some really, really good news. I can't tell you about it quite yet. I can't tell, uh, but Monday, Monday, tune in Monday, and I'll tell you all about the exciting news I received just this morning. That's it. That's all I can tell you. That's all I can tell you. I know, I know the whole story. It's exciting. It's fabulous. It's wonderful. For me, at least. And I'll tell you all about it on Monday. Uh, today, though, I want to take a look back real quickly at what transpired just last night during night three of the RNC convention. The, the, uh, the second to last night, uh, you will hear all the headliners here tonight uh, as the Republicans wrap up their convention. Last night was, uh, last night was exciting. Uh, we heard from uh, Mike Pence. He spoke at length live uh, as well as uh, Second Lady Karen Pence was there. Uh, Governor Christy Nome of South Dakota, she was uh, electric. Uh, some good comments there. And then Dan Crenshaw. Did you hear Dan Crenshaw earlier in the evening? Yeah, <laughs> Dan Crenshaw. You know, if you – this is no joke. You know, he, he wears the eye patch. Uh, and it, I, I once had an opportunity to, to see behind the eye patch. I know that sounds kind of gross, but what, what I'm telling you is uh, the, he does have a prosthetic eye uh, there under the eye patch, and in lieu of like the iris and the pupil, like you see sometimes, uh, what he has, he has the the emblem of the Navy SEALs. Yeah, he was a Navy SEAL, and yeah, it is it is hardcore. Like really hardcore, uh, and there are some. If if you want to Google this, you can find uh, some Google images of uh, Dan Crenshaw. It's it's absolutely fascinating and really really hardcore and impressive. Uh, cool dude. Uh, but the 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 person I want to focus on. Uh, today, or during this segment at least, is uh, Republican congressional nominee for Utah's 4th Congressional District, Burgess Owens. He was a guest on the program yesterday, gave us a little bit of a preview of what he expected to, or what he uh, said, or what he planned on saying during the convention last night. Uh, Burgess Owens, against, again, running against uh, Ben McAdams in Utah's uh, 4th Congressional District. And if you think back, it's kind of a, an interesting historic event uh, because it was in 2012 uh, that Mia Love, while competing in the exact same congressional race, uh, she was given an opportunity to speak at the RNC, at the convention, and uh, she did very well. Uh, her delivery was great. Uh, in my opinion, uh, also the words uh, were wonderful, and we know uh, very well that uh, KSL News Radio's own Boyd Matheson uh, was very instrumental in the crafting of that address. Uh, uh, and it was, uh, well, it wasn't the case that she uh, pulled off uh, that race, but later did become a member of Congress. And so the, the question is, uh, the natural question is, after last night, after the address delivered, uh, lasted about three and a half minutes. Uh, Mr. Owens told us yesterday it'd be a, it'd be a, a brief, a brief speech. Well, after th- those three and a half minutes, uh, did he make a case uh, significantly convincing to Utah voters to secure himself uh, a place uh, in Congress? Wasn't the only. Wasn't the only message or the only pitch he was making last night. Of course, the the, the convention really is uh, about the, the president, and so he made uh, some strong points uh, on behalf of President Trump. And uh, I want to share for you uh, some of the the highlights that I observed, uh, and then share uh, my reaction to them. Uh, I'll give you a little preview of that reaction. I was I was a bit underwhelmed. 
I, I was a bit underwhelmed. Uh, I, I'm an admirer of Mr. Owens, uh, and I expected, I expected his delivery uh, last night to be a little more electric. All right, the, the stories were, were fine. Uh, in fact, let's go through them right now. Here, the, uh, the, the speech kicked off uh, with Mr. Owens telling the story of his own great-great-grandfather, Silas Burgess. Shackled in the belly of a slave ship, an eight-year-old boy named Silas Burgess came to America to be sold on an auction block. By the grace of God and the courage of slaves who believed in freedom, Silas escaped through the Underground Railroad and settled in the great state of Texas, he went on to become a successful entrepreneur. He built his community's first church, first elementary school, and purchased 102 acres of farmland, which he paid off in two years. Sometimes uh, the, the electric element of a speech comes in new information delivered, new attitudes, or at least in an energetic delivery. Uh, I think that this speech, unfortunately for Mr. Owens, was lacking in both uh, electricity uh, you know, the energy and delivery. I mean, think of uh, Miss Guilfoyle. <laughs> if uh, if uh, Burgess Owens had had just 5% of the energy Miss Guilfoyle brought to the, the convention stage just a few nights ago, uh, I think he might be on uh, better ground today. The second point, the second part I'd point out is uh, these stories as we go through them. In particular, the first one we just heard, we, we've heard that story. Uh, we've heard him share uh, details of that story here on this program before. He, on uh, Fox News, where he is a frequent contributor, has shared the details of his great-great-grandfather. Uh, and so uh, to hear it again, you know, it's, it was familiar and uh, maybe, uh, maybe not as uh, attention-getting as if it had been delivered for the first time. Next, uh, there are some details here in this uh, portion of the speech where Mr. Uh, Owens describes a, a portion of his life after the NFL. I was raised in the South during the days of Jim Crow and the KKK. Even through the challenges of segregation, we were taught that anything is possible in America. When I was 22 years old, I thought all my dreams had come true when I was drafted by the New York Jets. Ten years later, with a Pro Bowl nod and a Super Bowl championship under my belt, I left the NFL to start a business. I thought I could never fail, but years later I did, and I lost everything. As I moved my family of six into a one-bedroom basement apartment in Brooklyn, New York, I had a choice to make, to feel sorry for myself or get to work. I worked as a chimney sweep during the day and a security guard at night. It was humbling to be recognized cleaning a chimney by someone who once cheered me as an NFL fan. Hmm. Uh, I'd heard portions of that story in the past, but uh, but never uh, compiled the way there. Imagine that. Imagine uh, a family of six moving them into a basement apartment in a big city in New York. Uh, that would have been tough. Not sure uh, what it communicates in terms of qualifications for Congress, but uh, a touching story, touching element of a story uh, nonetheless. And now, uh, at this portion of Mr. Owen's speech, he does turn his attention towards the Democrats, uh, and he takes some shots. And here... Uh, again, an excerpt from Mr. Owen's speech just last night. This November, we stand at a crossroad. Mobs torched our cities while popular members of Congress promote the same socialism that my father fought against in World War II. We have a Democratic candidate for president who says that I'm not black if I don't vote for him. Now more than ever, we need leaders who stand by their principles and won't compromise their values for political opportunities. Now, more than ever, we need leaders who will stand up to the lawlessness supported by the radical left. This November, we have an opportunity to reject the mob mentality and once again be the America 
that my great-great-grandfather believed in. If I were uh, Mr. Owens, I would have spent much more time on that call to end mob mentality. There is a lot of that going around these days, uh, and it makes uh, you know free communication uh, and free expression of thought very difficult uh, when uh, when folks are joining up to one uh, one cause and one call, and it is not being uh, you know thoughtfully considered. Uh, that's mob mentality, and I think that there is a certain measure of that. Uh, present in our country today, uh, a little more free thinking uh, and a little more on your own thinking and analysis, I think it go a long way. And it would have done, I think, Mr. Owens, uh, some good to, to stick to that point for a little longer. Uh, as we wrap up here at this segment, I want you to hear the final uh, portion of Mr. Owens' speech. He talks about how uh, the current office has helped, uh, the president rather, has helped uh, with minority businesses. During the Trump administration, business ownership among blacks, Hispanics, and females have reached all-time highs. Those same groups enjoyed record low unemployment and unprecedented prosperity. And we're just getting started. I'm running for Congress because we don't need more career politicians. We need a few more chimney sweeps. We need more leaders like President Trump who understand the freedoms that make up the fabric of America. My fellow Americans, specifically my Democrat and independent friends, it is now time for us to unite and put aside partisan barriers, help us win back the House, keep the Senate, and give our president four more years. And I promise you, we will make you proud. Thank you, and God bless the United States of America. So that's that. I don't know that uh, Mr. Owens changed any hearts and minds last night. I think that uh, all those supporters of his remain uh, supporters of his. I don't know that he recruited any new supporters. And so, uh, you know, if you look at polls, it's a neck and neck race right now. I think that that neck and neck status uh, still uh, remains. And it's going to be uh, a nail biter when it comes to the fourth congressional district here in the state of Utah. Uh, last point I'll make. I didn't know that chimney sweeping was still a profession. I thought that, like, after Charles Dickens stopped writing, that that kind of went, is that, it's still a thing? Okay. Oh, chimneys still get dirty? I don't know. Someone's got to sweep them. Uh, all right, very good. We're going to take a quick break here. When we return, uh, RSL, did, did you plan on going to the game last night or at least watching? Well, I'm sorry if that were the case. Uh, you didn't get to uh, see them play, and the owner of the team is speaking out. He's got some strong words, and... It's causing a bit of an uproar. We're going to get into the RSL saga next on Life Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.